I've, I've made some flyers, John. Flyers. Not made flyers in ages. Oh, you're so happy to be planning gigs again. It's nice to see. Have we got a show in store for you today? Have you picked a track yet? Oh, no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> you're so keen to get the show started and you haven't done the one thing I asked. This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is Sheer Isolation, the weekly visit to the local music scene across the west of England. I am John in Cricklade and my friend Kieran in Trowbridge is waving at me maniacally. Hello. Manically. Where do you put the emphasis in that word? Maniacally? Manically. Manically. Um, I, I'm not very good at my old English lang. Did all right with the lit, but not the lang. Or was it the lang and the lit? I don't know. Whatever. Purpose of this show is to promote the local music scene. We've got a couple of tracks coming up. We've got uh, a guest as well who's going to be talking about a project to reconnect local venues with local musicians and to get some um, kind of folk nights going and some open micy night things. Just getting getting things get getting the wheels in motion because. I don't know about you, Karen, it feels like coming out of lockdown is happening quicker than I was expecting. Yeah, it has really just gone forth, uh, like pedal to the metal, hasn't it? It has gone mad. Um, people are very much believing in this. We, we need to pick up on, on something we mentioned very quickly at the end of last week's show, which is things that are happening at the Cheese and Grain in Froome. Ah, yes. So obviously last week at the end of the show, I popped back on and I announced that Frank Turner was playing at Cheese and Grain at the weekend of Glastonbury. Obviously, that was just the initial announcement of a much wider um, event. And so what Rob at the Cheese and Grain come to this concept that that week that would normally be Gastonbury week, because their patron is Emily Evis, that he would contact Emily and ask for permission to use the concept of Glastonbury, the name and so on, and create this event called the closest thing to Glastonbury, i.e. their location, very close to Glastonbury. They're probably the biggest indoor venue to Glastonbury of, of a reasonable status, a reasonable size. And so they're going to put on these, these events. They're going to pick some people off the lineup from Glastonbury who are due to come play anyway and stick a bunch of shows on and through. And they've just announced Saturday gone, they announced that Fat Boy Slim will be playing on the Wednesday, the 24th, I think that is, 23rd, Wednesday, the 23rd of June. Anyway, it's Wednesday of Glastonbury week at the Cheese and Grain. He is now performing. So obviously, eight, 90s and noughties dance legends. It's a real, real status show, you know, for, you know, for such a small venue. That really is quite amazing. Just to very quickly mention about this week's guest, who's uh, Keith Hyatt, a musician who's uh, based uh, north of Bristol in, in uh, South Gloucestershire. His idea is to kind of create a, a reconnection project to bring musicians and communities and village halls all together to try and make a, a new network of Music afternoons, music evenings, just to encourage the community out, to get musicians back into some gigs. It's, it's a really, really lovely concept that he's got. And I really, I wish him all the best. And I hope that he can create something really fantastic out of this, because I do, I sincerely believe there's an opportunity there. Right. Let's uh, play a track then, shall we? So you have yes. chosen this week's tune, Kieran. It's uh, by The Long Coats. It's pretty in pink, but it's not a cover of Psychedelic Furs. It is not a cover of the Psychedelic Furs, although it does share the same name. And it's a very similar genre of music, really. They're, they're a young Bath-based band. You know, they've got young, they've got energy, they've got identity and drive. And um, I think they're going to do all right for Bath and their local community. Um, so this is their new song, um, Pretty in Pink. And it's just an indie rock banger. It's, it's a really, really good, solid three and a half minute song. Good. That'll give me time to walk this cramp off. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was uh, the new track from The Long Coach, Pretty in Pink, another absolute belter. Don't forget, you can go back and listen to any tune we've ever played by going onto our YouTube playlist. We've just got all the tracks with their videos uh, available to, to have a browse through. Kieran, is, uh, have we got any product placement this week? We do not. Um, I have actually ordered a record. So it's actually a little bit of sad news. So Bristol-based indie punk band, uh, a band called Sir, S-O-E-U-S-U, E-O-R, Soya, Sir. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it properly. Anyway, they've just announced that they're splitting, which is absolutely gutting because last year, 2020, in the January for Independent Venue Week, that band played for me for Sheer Music and headlined the Comedia in Bath, and they were absolutely fantastic. They've just split, so they put everything up in their shop. They're looking to shift every piece of vinyl that they've got. And I bought their album on for £5. 
five pounds on Bandcamp. So I cannot um, encourage you enough to go buy their coloured, pretty coloured vinyl, five quid, Bandcamp, help this band out, clear their decks, and um, they're going to have new musical projects soon, but that one, I think, is no more. Bands can't last forever, Kieran. and they, they need to regenerate like Doctor Who. That's probably true, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on to this week's guest then. So joining us on this week's Sheer Isolation, we have Keith Hyatt, who is a musician, composer, and he's also a teacher as well. He's looking to encourage, he's come up with what's called the Reconnect Project. And that after the year that we've had, uh, he's looking to get musicians and village halls and, and village communities talking to each other just to use the facilities and get some music back in back into the villages uh, in our area, which is, as we know, it's a really lovely idea. But for the last year, just nothing's been happening. And I mean, I'm, I'm a villager myself. I don't have the hustle and bustle of Trowbridge like you, Kieran. We don't even have a village hall here. So. We, we have. And you know what? I did actually speak to them ages ago about doing something after lockdown and they were well up for it. But I haven't never followed it back up because we, we locked down for a second time, didn't we? So maybe I should revisit that and, and channel the spirit of Keith. Anyway, we, um, we started just by chatting to Keith just about a, a bit of his history and his musical influences. I've never really stopped to ask you your, your history in, in music. So I just wondered if we could kind of rewind and, and just cover about how how you got into music and, and some like memorable moments from that. Well, the first thing that really grabbed me was Bohemian Rhapsody built by Queen. Ooh. It was so different and, you know, so many different styles of music involved in it. That was what really inspired me. I was, what, 14 at the time. I thought, yeah, I like this. And then I started collecting albums and stuff, as one did in those days. <laughs> yes, Kieran still does now. <laughs> yeah. I kept on pestering my parents to buy me a guitar. They they wouldn't. Ah. I couldn't afford to buy a guitar until I was about 18. Bought my first guitar, which was a, a Fender Strat copy. Didn't really get on with it. Bought better guitars. Joined my first band, uh, which was a prog rock band. Of course. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, we are to talking early 80s I suppose I was rhythm guitar and then, then they shoved me onto bass and I can't play bass to save my life <laughs> or at least I couldn't at that time so you know uh, I ended up uh, leaving that band I was still at home at the time living in Coventry you know I was still friendly with the keyboard player of that band and he suggested I listen to an album by a guy called Anthony Phillips who was the original guitarist in Genesis. He lent me this album called Private Parts and Pieces, which is basically of classical guitar duets of Anthony Phillips and, I can't remember the name of the guy, is an Argentinian. Brought out at the wrong time because of the the Falklands War. You know, that, that, that got me thinking. I bought my first classical guitar and that's been what I've been playing ever since. Yeah, and, I, I, was gonna, um, I was going to ask how you kind of progress from prog rock into classic because I've, I've only ever known you being a, a classical player. I kind of assumed that you have a big background in, in listening to classical music, but clearly I was wrong. Uh, a little bit, yes. No, no, I am not a classical player. Classical people think of me as folk <laughs> and folk people think of me as classical. So what, you, what do you fit neither. But... <laughs> what, what do you think of yourself then? I still think of myself more in the rock terms. People like, well, as I say, Anthony Phillips and uh, Steve Howe of Yes. You know, 
pieces like uh, Mood for a Day and things like that, which he wrote. I consider myself more a composer. There's quite a, a crossover as well, isn't there, between classical guitar and prog, because it's, it is, a lot of it is noodling, and it is about the skill of the playing. Yeah, yeah. As I say, I always considered myself more a composer. Originally, the only reason why I used to, why I originally went out and performed was so that other people could hear what I do. Yeah. So do, do, you, do you perform with a band now? No, no. So just just uh, solo, just you, just you and your own? I do things with a flautist. Who oh, does, cool. who's also who sings but she sings folk songs and plays flute and then I go and do you know and she plays on some of my tunes I do go and perform solo as well you, is, you know, is, is it all instrumental do you sing oh yes I can't sing to save my life wow <laughs> so, oh, okay. Bob Dylan did it <laughs> no that's right he did not he wrote some classics he oh yeah don't, don't get me wrong Lyrically, he's brilliant. Yes. Rather bloody singer. God, Lord help us. Sorry, <laughs> that'll probably get me in a lot of people's bad books. But no, no. no, I think it's universally understood that he's not a great singer. <laughs> well, yeah, that's an understatement as far as I'm concerned. But, you know. <laughs> Let, let's yeah. move on to the um, the reconnection project that, that you're you're kicking off, Keith, because um, as I've mentioned yeah, before, sure. you're uh, quite a familiar face of, of various music clubs pre-COVID. We've now had yeah. this lull of what, 15, 18 months where there's not been a single live music event in any pub. And now you're kind of setting off on a campaign to to rejuvenate and, and get people to, to get back into the swing of it. Yeah. Well, what I want to do really, you know, it's really to a help musicians, but also to help communities. People have been stuck inside for so long. I think, you know, people in rural communities, they've got these village halls which haven't been used over the last 18 months, they must be having financial problems. So, you know, what the idea is to try and get uh, village halls to actually go and organise events, you can call it a cabaret or whatever, where you go and have some, you know, local performers and get um, groups of other performers who are of a better standard to come along if you could have a cabaret and maybe a buffet or something, you know, they're going to have to charge. And if they're charging for for the event, just say 50-50. 50% of the money can go to the village hall and 50% of the money can go to the performers who, you know, the more professional performers. And so I, I, you obviously believe that there's going to be a, an interest in people going back out to their village halls and watching music again. Because we've all been locked up. It's tried to rejuvenate something, you know. There's, yeah. there's all these village halls around counties, like, say, Gloucestershire, Wiltshire, you know, Somerset, and all that, you know, which, to be quite honest with you, a lot of them are hardly ever used. They normally have a committee which run them. That committee, if they can get their friends who live within their community to come along and, you know... If some of them are performers, they can come along and perform. Even if there's children in the village who yeah. are musically talented, they Absolutely. can come along and do a couple of tunes. And, you know, it'll just help to revitalize. Reconnect. Yeah, reconnect people. Precisely, yeah. That's Each why. Each other with their facilities and with the, the, the musical talents or whatever that's in that, in that, in that community. 
Precisely. That's the reason why I'm calling it Reconnect. That's and a lovely people, idea. And if people want to, I suppose, connect with me or get in touch with me, they can get in touch with me via email, re underscore connect at btinternet.com. So what, what you have been talking about there, Keith, just reminded me of, that I haven't been for a few years, but the, the Village Hall in Nunny, um, they do like a, a monthly music night and it's run by uh, Karen and Frank. Yeah. The catering. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. Oh, been there a couple of times, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, but it's a bit of a trek for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think it yeah, is for yeah. most people, isn't it? Yeah, what, what you were describing there, that, that kind of, that's what came to my mind because that's exactly what they're doing. They're putting on food, they've got a, a small fee for going in and they're, they're bringing musicians all together and they, they make a Sunday afternoon of it and get all the village, uh, village yeah. involved. Yeah, yeah. So that's, you that know, sounds lovely. That's the general sort of idea. Because obviously a lot, a lot of people in rural communities now are incomers. Mm. This can yeah. be part of the problem. They don't communicate with the rest of the community. And as far as I see it, this could be a way of actually revitalising the community, actually. Yeah. You know, if, if the communities, you know, they'll do all the publicity work. Let's be honest about it. Doing publicity, you know, when you're not from an, an actual area is very difficult. You know, I've tried putting on gigs in village halls and, you know, you might get one or two people turning up. Well, but, I, the question, there's a question here that makes me think is why or why have village halls become less used? Because you're absolutely right. There are, I can think of in my head right now, dozens of village halls that are sat idle. What used to happen was you'd have the local scouts and local brownies groups meeting in there, you know, one or two nights a week. As I say, you know, I think part of the problem is that, you know, you get a lot of incomers moving into a village and they don't really connect with the rest of the yeah. village because, you know, they're only there for the weekends. Keith, Keith yeah. your location, you're north of Bristol, aren't you? It, it, for me, it's a bit of a, a a mental black spot in terms of venues because I know Bristol, I know Stroud, I know Gloucester, and you're kind of more more to the the west of that and i don't really know if there's much in it. uh there's not a lot down here i i go up to things you know um stroud area yes i go to a few things in bristol you know like the nova scotia the folk club there but i have a tendency to more to go up towards yeah up towards stroud gloucester dursley sort of areas there's a lot more going on up there hmm. you know round here it's I'm not saying it's dead, because <laughs> you know, there's plenty of people live around here. Of course, but, you yeah. know, done a couple of gigs in uh, the local church, which would have been nice if we'd have had a few more people coming along. But you know, but heck, you know, and that that was before the pandemic, and now, and as you say, now now we're trying to rejuvenate and get people back into going out again. I mean, this, this project sounds like a really good uh, good thing to to actually give people a bit of a nudge and a bit of a push to to kind of get life back to normal again. It's going to be what six? It's going to be eighteen months of practically nothing going on. Mm. I've done what? Yeah. I did one performance last September. Yeah. That's that's the only perform, you know, the only live performance I've done since uh, beginning of last year. And you, you obviously you're not alone. It's so everyone's in the same boat, aren't they? I mean, oh, precisely. Yeah. yeah, 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 and that's the reason why I want to do this. Are you still doing teaching? Or will yeah. you? Cool. Yes, that that's my main income. To be quite honest with you, yeah, you know, I've got an hour's teaching this evening. I had an hour and a half yesterday. 
I suppose you're still stuck doing it virtually, aren't you? I've started doing it physically now. Okay. Yeah, in fact, uh, tonight's the only one which I'm doing uh, virtually. All the others, I said, right, okay, we can now go and do it face-to-face. Oh, and if uh, people want to um, look at my website, which is keithhyattguitarist.co.uk, that'd be great. We'd ask you to, to pick a, a track for us to play. So you've gone with uh, one of your your own pieces, which is called The Bridge of Lodi. Is that how you pronounce it? Lodi. 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 I, I always pronounce things wrong. <laughs> no, that's all right, John. So um, why have you picked The Bridge of Lodi? Uh, well, it's the best video I've got. <laughs> That's simple and honest. If if that's a reason, that's a great one to use.
we have just played the Bridge of Lodi, which uh, is uh, was composed by Keith Hyatt. I do think that's a really interesting point he's raised there about these buildings effectively being laid empty. I did say to my wife quite a couple of years ago now, there must be scope to do some sort of isolated rural community type tour event thing, you know, organisation. And it's the sort of thing that I'm pretty sure the Arts Council would financially support if you put together a really well thought out, considered, costed project. I think you could probably do that. Yeah, really nice idea. Yeah. It kind of um, links in with um, the stuff that Gavin Osborne was talking about from Wiltshire Rural Music. Yes, it is. Yeah, very much so. On a previous show. Yeah. We will move on to some news, shall we, Kieran? Um, I'm not sure where to start. There's so much news. Well, let's uh, look. By the time most people listen to this, pubs will have reopened, theatres will have reopened. That's happening on Monday. Nightclubs not, though. No. So So where do we draw the line between somewhere like... Well, like level three, for example, would that be classed? I suppose that's classed as a nightclub rather than a music venue or? No, that probably does come under the music venue thing. Um, and they, they will be allowed to open um, socially distanced. So they will have a capacity of up to, I think it's 500 you're allowed to go up to, or is it 50% and it's 1,000? 50% up to 1,000, depending on the size of your venue. But I do know the Trowbridge Town Hall has plans to open. They have a capacity of 33 people. And they have three shows on sale at the moment that are music. They've got three cabaret shows on sale. They've got some comedy on sale. All of this is socially distanced up until, I think, July. And all things being well, if it flips over in June to full capacity, so does the capacities at Town Hall. And they'll flip from being socially distanced to being full capacity, which means there'll be more tickets on sale. So go support your local venue, go support some musicians. Even if you don't know the musicians, look them up, see what's on offer, see what tickles your fancy and just go and have a nice experience again. But a safe experience because all of these venues are adhering to all very strict guidelines. So it is safe. There will be hand sanitizers. There will be table service. It will be, um, you know, track and trace. You will have to wear a mask, etc. cetera. But um, do, do go and support them if, if you can. Um, it, it's exciting. And now all of a sudden we're seeing a big flurry of, venues looking for music looking for acts it's you you're yeah there's you were showing off your flyers earlier you're very excited yeah there's there's been all sorts there's been absolutely as you say there's been absolutely stacks gender roles are announcing a uk tour new pagans have just announced a uk tour Uh, everybody's at it everybody's at it um and this is great news um i do fear my fear is there'll be too many shows and not enough audience especially given a percentage of the audience are going to be reticent to go but nevertheless there's going to be more music than you can shake a stick at. One last thing to say is that the Brit Awards happened last night. It was live on TV. They had a live audience. The audiences were predominantly the NHS, people that have been jabbed twice. I just want a big shout out to the production crews who did that. It's almost like they haven't worked for a whole year and they're desperate to throw everything at it. Um, It looked and sounded incredible. Um, Go back and watch it on the iPlayer because there is just some crazy stuff happening there with screens that drop down and move around and, you know, some really amazing angles where they zoom up and they come back down to a different scene entirely. And the whole thing's live. Absolutely amazing. Big shout out to that crew. You did an incredible job. Wonderful. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email sheerisolation at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can go find us on the various podcasting services and YouTube. Kieran, thank you for joining me. I'm going to go make some shepherd's pie. I'll see you later. 
Shepherd's Pie. You are so rock and roll. I'm going to Tesco's. <laughs>